Hi, I'm Daniel Foley from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily communion meditation, where today we're talking about how God catches our bids. So what are bids? Bids are our attempts to connect with Him. When we go to God, we, we seek after Him in prayer, we seek to connect with Him in His Word, we seek to, to pray and to worship Him. He's always there. He's an ever-present help. He's always there, available to connect. Imagine going to God, and you try to connect with Him, and He says, oh, not, not right now, I'm busy. I'm too busy right now. Come back later, or I'll call you back later. Or you try to go to God, and you're talking to him, and rather than listening, he's scrolling through his phone, and he's like, uh-huh, 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 pretending to listen when he's really not. When we go to God, he's always present. He always catches that bid. So this month in August, we're doing a connection challenge to connect with God, our purpose, our loved ones, and our community on a new level. And so far over the Connection Challenge, we've gone over connecting with God. We've gone over connecting spirit, soul, and physical body. Because often there's a disconnect where we see all these amazing promises God has made us. But we don't see them flowing. You don't see those promises being fulfilled in our lives sometimes. And sometimes there's a gap. There's a disconnect where we have to learn to renew our mind. We have to connect spirit, soul, and physical body. And then this week, we're working on connecting with our loved ones. And one of our goals is to catch the bids that our loved ones throw our way. For example, your spouse or your kids or someone close to you asks you to do something with them, to spend some time with them. They start a conversation with you. Are we catching those bids? Are we truly connecting? Or are we rejecting those bids? And to not connect, to reject those bids is extremely dishonoring. You want to make someone feel dishonored and discouraged and frustrated. You continually reject their bids to connect with you. It's extremely dishonoring. And so we have to watch ourselves sometimes. When we throw bids at people and they don't accept those bids, we have to make sure that we don't get frustrated and discouraged in these types of things. But God always catches our bid. And I think he's the model for us. You know, our target this week, we're shooting for at least 80% is what we're shooting for. God gives us 100%. And so we're going to be taking communion over this today just as a time of gratitude that he's always there. He's always present for us. And we're going to ask for his help to be able to walk this out, to do this in a beautiful, graceful way where we connect with people, we catch their bids as well. We become more like him in this. But why are we taking communion every day? About 10 years ago, I had pretty much no spiritual life whatsoever. was doing life on my own, doing things my own way. But my life was struggling. At the time, I was running my personal training business, and the business started out great, but I got into some tough times. And I remember getting to this place of going for a walk with my wife and just telling her over and over, there's got to be a better way to live. And shortly after that, I came across a challenge to start reading one chapter from the book of Proverbs every day. Proverbs has 31 chapters, so whatever day of the month it is, you read that chapter for that day. And I've been doing this for a little while. And then one day, Proverbs 13.22 seemed to jump off the page at me. It says, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And that verse got me thinking, what's the most valuable thing I can pass on to future generations? After some time of meditating on it, I came to the conclusion that the most valuable thing we could pass on would be wisdom or teaching or training. And so I made a commitment. I want to pass on manuals and lessons and teaching for all the different areas of life. 
But when I got started, I had no clue where to start. So I began to seek after God, I began to totally immerse myself in the things of God. He began to show up. My relationship with him began to grow. He began to teach me, began to train me. And he taught me this whole new way to live. Where we make him the source. We make him the center of everything. We learn how to rest. We learn how to trust in him to allow him to do the work through us. But learning a new way to live wasn't always easy all the time. Man, I had to change. I had to repent. I had to put off some old ways and to learn how to walk out this new way of living. And I just began to document what he was teaching me and the things that he was taking me through. And it turned into a series of books and courses and now partners that we have called the Abundant Life Blueprint. But out of everything we do in the Abundant Life Blueprint, I do believe the most important message I would want to pass on is daily communion. Daily communion is what I call the number one table turner for all of life. It has the ability to create a turning point and change the trajectory of our lives going forward. Jesus says, as often as you do this, remember me. Helps us to remember him so that we abide in him and our lives produce much fruit. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty six says, every time we take communion, we're proclaiming the death of Jesus. In that case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until you prove the death. It's proving the death that activates and sets in motion all of the benefits. So communion can be like an activation. But it's also important we take it the right way. Not just doing it to check the box, say we did it for the day, but as a time to truly connect with God. And I think it's important we take it with the fear of the Lord, with deep awe and reverence and honor for the sacrifice of Jesus and what his sacrifice means for us. So the process we use, we start with about a two minute long prayer. That's mostly scripture coming from Ephesians chapter one and the prayer of Jabez found in First Chronicles chapter four. And then we take a few minutes to examine ourselves. Because the Apostle Paul says some people are weak and sick and they die early because they don't examine themselves before taking communion. And if communion has the power to do that in the negative, I believe it has the power to make us healthy and strong and give us long life if we take it the right way. And then after our time of communion, we're usually going over some physical fitness tips because I truly believe physical exercise is meant to teach us how to exercise our faith. So let's get started with our prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray for all those who are watching or listening, their families, all those connected to them and our church and governmental leaders. I thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light, into the kingdom of your dear son. I thank you for your purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began. And I thank you that Jesus was smitten for us so that you could fight for us. I keep asking that you, the Father of glory, would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would know you better. That the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened to know the hope to which you've called us and the riches of your glorious inheritance that is in us and the immeasurable greatness of your power to us who believe. The same power that you exercised in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at your right hand in heavenly places far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And you put all things under his feet and made him to be the head of the body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And Father, I ask you to bless us, to make your face shine upon us. Let us find grace and favor in your eyes. Expand our borders and our territory Expand our capacity to receive your purpose and grace 
your love and your goodness and to let it flow through us so that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. Send us opportunities to do good and be a blessing today and help us be sensitive to those opportunities. Keep your hand on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes and do it with peace and joy and confidence in you. And we ask you to stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and keep us from evil and pain. Through the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, we're going to go through the other half of prayer. This is our time to examine ourselves. Are we making today a masterpiece? And how are we going to do that? We're going to get connected to the master. And masters of anything are simply masters of the fundamentals. And that's where we go through these four fundamentals consistently. Working on bringing some fun and some presence into these fundamentals today. But before we go through the fundamentals, let's remember God's got a process. When he took the people from Egypt to the promised land, there were some steps and some stages along the way. And in a similar way for us to step into the promises and the inheritance that God has for us in Christ. I think there's some steps, there's some stages along the way. I think it starts with us believing God's got something better for our life. And then being willing to move forward with his plan, to learn to put off our old ways and to learn learn to walk out this new way of living, connected with him, learning to rest and trust in him, allowing his beautiful plan to unfold for our lives. And that's where I think these four fundamentals come in. So our first one, we've got to take our position in the light today. This is the on-off switch. Either we're in the light or we're in the darkness. There's no in-between. And I think it starts with humility. Humbling ourselves in relationship to God. Humbling ourselves in relationship to other people. Because it's the humble who are given grace. And we're going to take our position in forgiveness today. Receiving forgiveness from God. Forgiving ourselves in the middle. Walking in forgiveness with other people. And to walk in the light is to walk in love. Kind and patient and gentle. Not easily angered, not arrogant or boastful or rude or envious, always assuming the best, keeping no record of wrongs, delighting in the truth, always hoping, always trusting, always persevering, because love never fails. And we're going to take our position in gratitude and praise today. One of the greatest expressions of faith, and it's one of the easiest ways to maintain our positioning all day long. And being in a position is a big deal because it puts us in position to be able to receive everything God has for us. When we step into the light, we step into Christ. And God has taken everything that he has and he put it all in him. And we get this amazing opportunity that we get access to all those good things today. His spirit and power and presence, his love and peace and joy, his mind and wisdom, health and energy, time, finances, resources. It's all available to be received. But first, we've got to get in position to turn on the flow of this. And then our second fundamental is to magnify the light. We're going to expand the capacity where God can flow more of all these good things through us. And to magnify the light, this is a simple question. What are we magnifying? I like to think of the example of two baskets on a balancing scale. On one side, you got a basket full of the issues and problems and testings that we face. On the other side, we got a basket full of our praises to God. Which basket are we going to fill up with our thoughts, our focus, our words, our attention, our meditation? To magnify the light. We can magnify God's word. His unfailing love and faithfulness. We can just magnify who he is. Magnify that nothing's impossible with him. We can magnify everything that he's done for us in Christ and magnify all that he's done for us personally in our lives. Because what he started, he's going to finish. 
Now, this is not denying that there's issues or problems. It's simply choosing to bring them into the light. We're going to magnify God as bigger than those problems. Because we trust that he can solve them a whole lot better than we can. But he does give us a choice. We can choose not to do any of this. We can stay stuck in pride and rebellion, insisting on our own way. Filling up that other basket with venting and complaining and pouting and getting down. And that's where we have to learn to recognize the symptoms. Because when we're out of position or magnifying the wrong things, it's going to produce some symptoms in our life. We might find ourselves retaliating at people or withholding good things that we know to do. We might avoid people or give them the silent treatment. And on the inside, you feel the heaviness and the weight and the pressure. You might have feelings of hopelessness or helplessness, like you're trapped or you're stuck and it seems like there's no way out. And all that weight and pressure just drains all the energy right out of you. Emotionally, there's the fear and stress and worry. We're dreading things in the future. But when we take our position in the light, there is rest in our soul. There's fullness and completion in him. We have fellowship with God, fellowship with people. And when we rest, God goes to work. And now all those good things he put within us begin to flow. you got the peace and the joy and the love and the spirit and the power. It all just begins to flow. And now everything is free and easy and effortless and energizing. And now all of a sudden we've got hope in any and every situation because we've got God with us. And if all this weren't enough, God gives us this amazing gift of grace. That if we ever get off track, we ever miss it. It just takes a moment to turn it back around, get back in position again. I think it starts with getting more present, getting more aware of the symptoms. And then this is a skill set of working to turn it back around quickly. We humble ourselves. Father, forgive me. I've missed it. We receive that forgiveness. We forgive ourselves. We walk in forgiveness with other people if needed. And then we start magnifying him, praising him for his grace and his goodness and his love. And I like to pray this very simple prayer. Father, thank you that what you put within me is more than enough to handle whatever's coming at me today in a beautiful, graceful way. Help me to tap into it and see it flowing in my life at a greater level today. That weight just lifts off. Everything begins to flow again. It's a beautiful thing. And then our third fundamental, we're going to stay tuned in today. Those rivers of living water begin to flow through you. God's going to give you some vision and some direction for your life. But we've got to stay tuned in to him. My favorite way to do this is with a journal before bed. And I like to start at the very top with what I call some filters. These filters are just short phrases that I keep rewriting every night as a way to just help me stay in rhythm with God, help me filter my decision-making. I like to start at the top with the big picture vision. Where do I feel like God's leading me in my life? For me personally, that's Abundant Life Training Centers all over the world, making the body of Christ healthy and beautiful. And then I want to bring it down into this year. What's the word or the vision or direction God gave me for this year? For me personally, this year, it's 2022, the year of the beautiful land. And he's starting to give me some insights into this beautiful land, this rich inheritance that he has for us in Christ. And then we want to bring it down into this month. This month, we're working on connection, connecting with God, our purpose, our loved ones, and our community on a new level. And then I want to bring it down into this week. This week, we're working on connecting with our loved ones, catching these bids, throwing bids back and forth, working on connecting with our loved ones on a new level. And then I like to start my journal with gratitude and praise to get in position and then to magnify what went well today. What are all the things to praise God for today? All the ways you saw him showing up today. 
And then I like to ask this question. God, what were you trying to show me today? And get still and listen and whatever comes into my mind, begin to write those things down. And then I want to bring my journal all the way down into today. We started with the big picture vision, then this year, this month, this week. And then I want to bring it down into today. That's where I like to plan out the upcoming day with God. And I've learned to stick with, what do I know to do today? Because I learned, sometimes I was getting out ahead of God, toiling away in my mind, trying to figure things out, and I was getting ahead of him. On the other side, sometimes I was procrastinating on things that I knew to do. So I've learned to stick with, what do I know to do today? And that becomes the plan for the day. We make out that plan, then we wake up like a kid on Christmas morning, excited for the day. Because this is the day that the Lord has made. And we remember this very important principle that the first thing out of our mouth every morning sets the tone for the whole day. And as I began to learn about this, I began to seek God. What's the best thing for us to say? And I felt like he was telling us to model his example. What's the very first words we see in the Bible that God speaks? Let there be light. And so now those are the first words out of my mouth in the morning. Let there be light. And it's amazing how such a simple little thing brings a different energy into the day. And then we get connected with him. We start walking out that plan in full confidence in him. He's right there with us every step of the way. And when we get to that place of confident faith, his grace begins to surge through us. He begins to go to work. He begins to beautify our lives and to make things happen in our life that we can never make happen on our own. And beauty is attractive and magnetic and begins to pull more and more of everything God has for us into our life. Let's talk about bids. We're working on catching bids this week. And I think one of the things that can help us is to realize God always catches our bids. He's not too busy. He's not distracted. Imagine you go to God and he says, no, I'm too busy. Come back later. He always makes time for us. And this is a way that we can become more like him. So Heavenly Father, we're asking for your help. Because I don't know that we can do this on our own without you helping us the way it's supposed to be done. We just thank you that you always catch our bids. You are an ever-present help. You always make time for us. I don't know how you do it, but you always do it. You're running everything. You're running the whole world, but you always make time for us. And we're asking for your help to be able to become more like you in this, to be able to catch these bids when our loved ones try to connect with us. We're asking for your help. And we thank you that on the night Jesus was betrayed. He took the bread and said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take a moment to remember God sent us his one and only son to die for our sins. All of us like sheep had gone astray. We'd all turned to our own ways. And God laid upon him the sins and the iniquities of us all. And by his stripes, we've been healed. He was crushed by God. He was smitten by God. So that we could be connected to God. We could be made right and holy and perfect in God's sight. Have this relationship with him. And then God raised him up from the dead and seated him in heavenly places at his right hand. And he raised us up with him and seated us together with him in heavenly places. Made us one with him. All through his one sacrifice. So Father, we thank you for this bread. And ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread. 
Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my blood, poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. It's the forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness and transfers us into the light, into the kingdom of Jesus. And he's a great king. He makes his people great. His blood washes us and cleanses us, makes us new. Gives us this new covenant with God, this blood sworn oath that God is with us and he's for us. He's working for our good. So, Father, we thank you for this cup and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your juice, you can take your juice. All right. Health and fitness. Something I've learned with our physical bodies. Sometimes people have an injury or a sore spot in the body. And they're trying to stretch it. They're trying to work it and stretch it. But the more they stretch it, the more it gets aggravated. And sometimes what I found is you have an issue and you're trying to stretch it, but it's not getting better. Then using what I call touch points or even just a little bit of massage therapy, you can do just self-massage. You can go to, go to a massage therapist. Sometimes you get these sticking points in the body. And the more you try to stretch them, it just makes them worse. But if you use light massage or what we call touch points where you just touch that area, and get that area to open up and to relax. Sometimes they can't stretch because the muscles are kind of bound up. And so learning to pay attention to that. If I'm stretching an area, but it's not getting better, often there's some, some tissue that needs to be kind of broken free and to release so that it can stretch. So something to keep in mind. But I hope it's been helpful for you today. If you'd like to learn more about partnering with us in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you can go to the Abundant Life Training Center.com.